As you're being seated this morning, uh, if you would take your Bible and turn to Psalms 34, and we're going to look at just one verse, Psalms 34 and verse 4. Psalms 34 and verse 4. And this morning, you may have noticed, uh, one thing you may have noticed, my voice is scratchy. One thing you may have noticed this morning is there's a uh, speaker that's black hanging over my head, uh, doing a little experiment uh, with some sound adjustments. And uh, so you can let us know whether things sounded better today or not as we're experimenting with that. Psalms 34 and verse 4, as we're continuing this study about fear not. And this morning I want to look at the theme about, thank God I'm free at last. Uh, Something that probably people who have uh, studied history kind of link back to Martin Luther King Jr. Thank God I'm free at last. But this morning, I want us to look at that from the standpoint of fears in our life. From fears in our life. And you know, fears come from all different avenues and different ways that they grip us. Fears are things that uh, sometimes are fears of some certain settings or situations. You might have a fear of, some people have fear of darkness. We've dealt with that some in our grandchildren, of fear of being in the dark, fear of the wind. We've had uh, people that uh, in our church have a fear of close spaces, being in a small place with other people, and it's that claustrophobic type fear. And some of you may have some of those fears like that, those fears that seem to kind of close in on you. There are other people that have a fear of failure. They have a deep concern about taking any type of step that uh, is something kind of out of their complete comfort zone because they're afraid that they're going to fail. Some people have a fear of embarrassment, afraid they're going to do something that's going to embarrass them and they're going to feel awkward or seem awkward in the particular situation that they're in. But the truth is, it doesn't really matter what the fear is. Fears can get a grip on our life and they can paralyze us and cause us to even sometimes kind of be in a panic. And some of you may can kind of relate to this. Maybe you've had a fear in your life that you feel like that when that fear sets in, whatever it may be, whether it's fear of failure, whether it's fear of a close space, when that fear sets in, it causes you just to be paralyzed. You, you don't think the same. You don't act the same. You don't take the next step that you've already prepared to take because the fear has set in. And so it grips you. It causes you to think differently and to act differently. And sometimes fears can get a... a continual grip in our life in a way that uh, we feel like, you know what, I don't think I'm going to ever be able to overcome this fear. I'm just going to have to live with this fear and know that whenever I'm having to face this type of fear or whenever I'm in a certain situation, then I'm just defeated. I can't overcome it. But I want you to know this morning that that's not truth, that fear is a liar and the devil is the father of all lies, which means that the devil wants to paralyze us from being all that God wants us to be. And you may be thinking about a particular fear that you have in your life, and you may be thinking, well, I don't know if this is really a devil thing or if it's just my personality. Well, I want to kind of reveal some things to you this morning that I think that you'll see that it is a devil thing. So let's look at Psalms 34. Very short verse, but this is King David at a time when fear has set in on him. He's tried to get away from from one situation and moved into another situation. He's, when Saul is trying to kill him and he tries to go to the Philistines thinking that maybe he can get away that way, but then 
He finds out now he's got a fear of being in there with the Philistine situation. So fear is coming in from both directions. And you know, fears are not just fears of like phobias, but they can be fears of certain troubles and situations that we're in. And that was true for David. And here's what it says in Psalms 34, 4. It says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord. Not only did I seek the Lord, but he heard me when I sought him. And when he heard me, he delivered me from a few of my fears. No, he says he delivered me from all my fears. Now, there's a few things that I think that God uh, wants us to really get from this one verse this morning that will help you to be able to get to a point that you leave here today saying, thank God I'm free at last. And one of them, this very first thing I want to share with you this morning may be something that has already crossed some of your minds, and that is that I cannot get over this one particular fear. Well, here's the first thing I want you to see from these scriptures, and that is you can be delivered from any and all fears. You can be. You may be thinking, well, I've tried different things. I've tried to psych myself out. I've tried to make different scenarios, but I just cannot overcome this fear. But I want to give you this main thing this morning to go ahead, because if you can't get this, you'll probably not get anything else, I'm going to tell you. You've got to get to a point this morning that no matter what your fear is, no matter what your phobia is, no matter what trouble or situation you're going through in your life, you can be delivered from any and all of your fears. Note that David said that God delivered him or the Lord delivered him from all his fears. Just a three-letter word, A-L-L. Now, I looked at that word all and I thought, well, maybe in the original Hebrew writing, maybe that word all didn't mean all like we see it as, as meaning uh, everything. So I went back and I studied it, and every way that that word all was translated from the Hebrew language into an English translation was translated as this, total, complete, all, everything. So no matter how you want to slice it, no matter how you want to look at it in the English translation or in the original Hebrew writing, what the psalmist was saying is that he was delivered from every single fear he had in his life. Now, for that particular situation, I told you that David was probably, from what we can kind of link through the Scriptures, especially in 1 Samuel and in this psalm, that King David may be at a point in his life where Saul was going to try to kill David. And so he's tried to escape from Saul, and he's gone to the Philistines. And then when he gets to the Philistines, he finds out he's being exposed, and now he's afraid that the king of the Philistines is going to kill him. And so no matter which way he turns, it's like, if I go this direction, I'm dead meat. If I go this direction, I'm dead meat. And so fear has kind of collapsed him from all directions. And yet, as he's thinking, I can't go this way because that's going to be bad news. I can't go this way. It's going to be bad news. There's no answer for me. And yet he sought the Lord, and he said that the Lord delivered him from all his fears. Now, David, at that point in his life, had not become king. And we know that David does become king, and he become, becomes one of the greatest kings of Israel. And David becomes king because he sought the Lord, and the Lord delivered him from all his fears. Now, some people have just one fear that kind of grips their life, that really kind of paralyzes them, causes them to get in a panic. 
Other people have just a variety of different things that if it's different settings and different situations, it triggers different kinds of fears. Some people that their fear is just about, you know, I know that there are people that have a fear of being alone. They're afraid that if they're just alone, that they just can't handle that, that silence and that, that sense of nobody being around them. And so they have a fear. As a matter of fact, some people have lived with those type of fears that that fear of being alone becomes afraid that they're going to die by themselves. That is how severe that sometimes just what seems to be a small fear of just being alone can stay with somebody throughout their life and consume them to it totally takes control of them. And so this morning, I think it's very essential that each one of us understand that no matter who you are, no matter what your fear may be, whether it's a phobia of a close place or whether it's a fear of just making people mad or a fear of embarrassment or making a mistake, no matter what your fear is this morning and that you've battled with, know that you can be delivered from any and every single fear in your life, no matter what it is. Now, the second thing I think that this one verse tells us is not only that you can be delivered from any and all of your fears, but it also reveals to us a reminder that fear is a spiritual issue. Now, some people think, well, fear is just my personality, or my fears are because of things that I have experienced in my life that has created this fear in, my, in, in me. But the Bible tells us this in 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So when the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, we know that studying through the Bible that anything that the Bible addresses as God does something or that Satan or the devil does something, that means that there's a battle of opposition there. So if God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, can somebody tell me where fear comes from? Satan, the devil. So that lets us know that fear is a spiritual issue. You may be thinking, well, okay, maybe a fear of darkness, maybe that's a spiritual issue. I can understand that because Satan is, you know, the power of darkness. And so I can understand that if I have a fear. But if I have a fear of being embarrassed, I don't see that as being a spiritual issue. Well, if you have a fear of being embarrassed, then most likely you're not going to take a step of moving in a direction that maybe God wants you to do because you're afraid you're going to do something that's going to embarrass you. You're afraid that you're going to make a mistake. And that's where Satan wants us to be. Did you know that before I preached my first message, I was scared to death? You was too, Danny? Or you already knew I was? Yeah, most, most, uh, there are some people who love to get in front of people and they love to talk and they, they're attention type people. But unless you're not, unless you're that type of person, most preachers who've been called to preach, and when they first begin to preach, there is a fear of standing in front of people. There's a fear of trying to explain something that's deep as God's word. And so fear can set in. And so we can look at that and say, well, I can understand that. That's a spiritual issue. That's the devil not wanting you to tell the truth of God's word, that the devil's trying to stop you from getting the truth out. And so we kind of come up with all these categories of, okay, I understand fear of darkness. That's a spiritual issue. 
or fear of being in front of people and preaching, that's a spiritual issue. But, but I just have a fear of, you know, I'm, I have a fear of making my wife mad. Or I have a fear of hurting my kids' feelings. I don't know why so many women laughed at that. I have a fear of hurting my children's feelings. I have a fear my children won't love me. And no matter what you look at, it really gets down to the reality that God hasn't given you that spirit of fear, so it's from the devil. So fear is a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual battle that we're fighting, and it's a thing that devil, the devil brings against us so he knows that he can get us not to move forward to become the person God wants us to be, not for us not to get a victory in our life, for us not to be able to make an impact. We've been doing the uh, Saturate Outreach and I am thankful that over the last three times that we've gone out for Saturate, we have gained a few more people that have gone out with us. Amen. Now, some of that gain may be that maybe the first time we went out, maybe there was a conflict and they couldn't go. But I've actually had some people that have told me, you know what? I just, I'm a little bit nervous about going out, meeting people that I don't know. And that's true for a lot of people, isn't it? to go out and meet people that you don't know. But I have also seen people that are very outgoing. They just never meet a stranger. But when you say, hey, man, you've got a great personality. You never meet a stranger. No, I love to talk to people. Let's go out and tell people about Jesus. <gasps> it's a spiritual issue. The devil doesn't want you to go tell the greatest news that you could tell any human being on this earth. The devil doesn't want you to take somebody out of darkness and bring them into the light. The devil doesn't want you to reach somebody's soul and take them out of the destiny of hell and send them to the destiny of heaven. And he'll throw everything that he can at you. Matter of fact, this last Saturate outreach that we uh, did, uh, the group that Danny was leading went to uh, a particular house. They were finishing up street and only liked a few houses that they had visited previously. And so they visited this one particular home and went in and uh, visited with this uh, family. It was a man and his wife. The man has had a uh, deliver, liver disease. He had uh, had a stroke years and years ago. And so he was kind of confined to his home. And so uh, Danny and Brant were part of the team that went to visit this uh, particular person. And Danny uh, talked with him and Brant was there with him. And when they came back, Brant told me, said, this guy said, uh, Pastor, I believe that we need to go back and see him again. He, uh, he, I'm pretty sure that he's lost and uh, I don't know if he's got a real long time to live. And as we were talking, Danny told me, he said, Danny said, you know, I asked him if he was saved and he said he was. But they all seemed to be kind of uncertain. And it was pretty evident by the heart of Brant who was really concerned that this man was not saved, that somebody go back and visit him again. And so as we talked about it, we decided that me and Danny would go back and see him on Monday after we went out visiting on Sunday. And so we prayed about it, and we met, Danny and I went to visit with him, and we went to visit him, and as we uh, came in there and started talking to the gentleman, and I started out talking to him about how long he'd lived in this house that he was at, and, and uh, started talking to him about that and about his church background. And the whole time I'm talking to him, his face, if you can see me very good, his face was like this. And most everything I'd say was, No. And so I talked to him and I said, you know, your health's declining and, you know, I don't know if you've got a long time to live on this earth. It would, uh, I said, have you ever been saved before? Nope. 
I said, do you feel like you need to ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins and turn your life over to him? Nope. And so I talked to him some more about it. And I said, you know, with your life coming to the point like it is now, the most important thing you could ever do in your life is to give your life to the Lord and know that you're going to go to heaven. Wouldn't you want to do that? Nope. I'm thinking, this guy is cold as ice. And so I feel like I'm losing ground. I'm not gaining anything. And so I asked him, I said, would it be okay if I prayed for you? Finally got a yes. <laughs> he said, Yes. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I appreciate you letting me pray for you, and I'm, I want to pray for you and your health and your needs. And I said, but, you know, I can't pray for your salvation. Only you can pray for your salvation. And so I said, you know, it's up to you, but while I'm praying for you, you could go ahead and just talk to the Lord and ask him to forgive you of your sins and turn your life over to him. And so I'm praying for him, and as I'm praying, I'm feeling like this spiritual battle's going on, and I'm losing more ground, and I keep praying, and so I just keep praying some more, and praying different things, praying from all different directions, and I finally come to the close of the prayer, and I'm standing over him, and so remember I told you how his face looked when I was asking him questions to start with? Well, when I said amen and opened my eyes, he was like this. I thought, wow. I said, uh, I appreciate you letting me pray with you today. And I said, you know, while I was praying with you, did you happen to pray? He said, yes. I said, did you ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins and turn your life over to him? Yep. I thought, man, we went from no, 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 no to yes, yes. Now, I shared all that with you, and that is worthy praise to the Lord because there was definitely a spiritual battle going on. And what if we had never gone out? I, I love what Danny said. What, uh, me and Danny didn't talk any until we had gone out the door and was headed towards the vehicle. And as we were headed out to the vehicle, Danny uh, said, he said, you know what? When you got through praying, his countenance had changed. And the word countenance means your facial expression, your facial appearance. Now, I had not said anything to Danny, but the very first thing when I opened my eyes was this man's face had gone from And not only did I notice it, but Danny noticed it. And he had gone from all no's to yes. Now what if we had allowed fear to cause us not to go out? I love what Danny said. He said, you know, Danny told me, he said, you know what? I love Saturate. Because if it had not been for Saturate, we probably would have never gone to that house visiting. And we probably would have never met that man and we probably never would have shared the gospel to him, and he may have never accepted Christ. Now, we look at all of that and have to say, you know what? Sometimes when things like going out and telling somebody about Jesus, fear sets in, and we're concerned about if we're going to say something that embarrasses us, or maybe we can't answer a question, or maybe somebody's going to slam a door in our face. That guy didn't slam a door in our face, but, man, he was cold as ice but because we faced our fears and knew it was a spiritual matter. Me and Danny both talked about the fact that there were spiritual battles going on. The devil was trying to do everything he could to keep that man from coming to know Christ. And if the first group had gone out and just accepted his one answer of, yes, he's been saved before, that man would have never accepted Christ as his personal Savior. But because of being sensitive to God's Spirit and facing our fears 
and knowing that it was a spiritual issue, that man came to know Christ. I say that to say that fear, no matter whether it's witnessing to somebody or overcoming a fear of darkness or overcoming a fear of hurting somebody's feelings or embarrassing yourself, it all is a, it's a spiritual matter. It's the devil trying to get you from making a step in your life or doing something productive with your life for the cause of Christ or overcoming something so that you can enjoy the joy of the Lord in your life. If God has not given us a spirit of fear, then we know that the joy of the Lord is what he wants us to have. And fear is a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual matter. And here's the third and last thing I think God wants us to get from these scriptures. Remember, the first thing is you can be delivered from any and all your fears. And fear is a spiritual matter. It's a battle of the forces of God and Satan. But the third thing I believe that God wants us to know from these scriptures is that you must be, choose to seek deliverance from your fears and your troubles. It's up to you to choose that. You see, if you go back to that Psalms 34, 4, here's what David said. He said, I. It's one letter, isn't it? It's amazing how many awesome things that God gives us through these small letters. All, any, everything, completely, everything. And he says, I sought the Lord. He didn't say that, you know, I was having a pity party and I was in a panic and the Lord came down and swept me up. But he says, I sought the Lord, which meant when the word sought there meant he was actively pursuing something. Now, some people probably already thought in your mind when I said that you've got to seek deliverance, that you've already thought in your mind, I've, I've, I've asked the Lord to, to help me overcome this. I've sought the Lord. But here's the truth that I have found over and over with people who are having troubles in their life and challenges in their life and fears that they're trying to overcome in their life in all different categories, and that is we worry so much about stuff, we think we're praying about it. I want you to let that sink in. I have encountered it so many times over the years that we worry about stuff so much, we think we've been praying about it. We think we've been seeking the Lord when the truth is we've been going through our mind, oh God, I can't handle this. I'm scared to death. You're not praying about it. You're worrying about it. And David didn't say, I worried about it and God delivered me. He didn't say that, did he? He didn't say, I, I, you know, I called out God's name and said, oh God, I can't handle this. He said, I saw the Lord. And the expression was that he actively went out, made a choice of self. I've got to overcome this fear. I've got to overcome this trouble. I cannot live in this circumstance or this situation that I'm in. And that's the way that you and I have got to do. Seeking out the Lord when you're actively doing it not only means that you pray and ask the Lord, but it may mean that uh, the Bible that's got some dust on it, that you need to dust it off and open it up and begin to read some scriptures about fear. One of the things that... Uh, a lot of people get in trouble with is with the internet, but the internet also can give you a great resource. And if you don't know, you may say, I don't know where all the verses in the Bible are about fear, and I don't know how to find them in the Bible. Google it. Just Google fear scriptures, and it'll load your wagon up. So start looking in the scriptures and start actually reading the Bible and see what it tells you. 
And you'll see scriptures like, and he delivered me from all my fears. And God has not given me the spirit of fear. It'll load your wagon with all these different scriptures. And the more that you read scripture, the more it empowers your life to overcome and to realize, you know what? This is a spiritual matter. And God doesn't want me to live in this type of life. He doesn't want you to. But Satan does. And so if you want to overcome whatever fears you may be facing in your life, Know that you can be delivered from any and all of them, and it's a spiritual issue, but you've got to choose to seek deliverance. You're the one that's got to go after it. You've got to seek the Lord. You've got to truly pray, not worry about it, but pray about it, and then study his word and just see what God has to say. Now, you may say, okay, preacher, I've gone beyond worrying. I actually have prayed, and I have actually read some verses. Great. The third step is you need to get somebody to come along with you and help you with that. Find somebody you can trust and share with them so that they will help you when you're just worrying instead of praying. Help you see things that you may not see about your life. But when you actively seek out deliverance, God will bring deliverance in your life. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment. On the sign it says, fear is a liar. And fear may be telling you some lies this morning. You've tried, but you've failed, and there's no hope for you. Fear may be lying to you saying that it's just about your personality or your circumstances. Fear may be lying to you telling you that you're going to have to live with it. But I'm telling you this morning that you don't based on God's Word. Fear is a liar. So don't let your fears tell you that you cannot overcome those fears. God has a better message for you, and he's got a better plan for you. And so this morning, I want you to be able to leave here today saying, thank God I'm free at last. Now, that's not saying that you leave here today and never have a struggle with that fear again. It's not saying that the total victory is going to be today. But if you just take what I've given you this morning to know that you can be delivered from any and all your fears and that it is a spiritual matter and you've got to choose. When you make that choice this morning, you will begin the journey of overcoming those fears. And after you've made that beginning step this morning, it may be that you need to start digging in the scriptures about fears. Google it. It may be that you might have to tell somebody about what you're struggling with and get them to come along beside you. But I'm telling you this morning, you can begin the journey of saying, thank God I am free at last. Lord, we come to you this morning, and God, I don't know what uh, fears everybody is facing in their life, but God, I know that fears grip us. They paralyze us. They cause us to panic. I know that from my own personal life. One of the things that I realized after a period of time is that when I get in situations in front of people's eyes being on me, fear sets in. It's fear that I'm going to mess up. And I originally thought maybe it's just other types of fears, but it really came down to the reality. It was a fear of messing up. And that fear was gripping my life. So Lord, I thank you for that, that you, when we seek you, we seek your word, Lord, we begin to really pray about it. God, you have a way of revealing to us that what we think about our fears is really not the truth. Not only is fear a liar, but the devil's a liar, and he tries to entrap us to where we never find where the truth really is. And Lord, we know that your word says that when we know the truth, the truth 
sets us free. And Lord, I pray, God, that for whoever may be in here today that's been gripped by some fear in their life and they believe the lies of the fears and the lies of the devil and the lies that they have kind of gripped their heart and their mind, Lord, I pray that you give them truth and I pray the truth will set them free. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and honor and glory. I give you praise this morning for the gentleman that was saved, Jimmy Holloway. One that Satan thought when the first team went by and Jimmy had said, yeah, I'm saved. He had lied. And I'm thankful Brant and he, him and Danny both really felt like it was really a lie. He wasn't really saved. And so there could have been the fear of not going back, but I'm thankful, Lord, that fear lied and they recognized it. And we bent back and we fought the spiritual battle. And thank God, God won. Lord, we praise you this morning. And Lord, if someone needs to come forward and pray this morning, I pray they'll make that step. In your name I pray, amen.